0: My goal this week is to talk you guys off the cliff of multitasking. That's right. I'm going to go ahead and try to reverse decades-long indoctrination, right? A little bit of that gaslighting that told us the idea of a multitasker is that of the high-brained achiever. No, no, no. Instead, my friends, we're going to learn the myth of multitasking and break it down today. TGIM, thank God it's Monday, Ego Killer Motivation right here. This is the show right here with me, Johan Francis, where we do nothing else but peel back another layer of the human condition to figure out actionable and repeatable pieces of advice so that we can get through those sticking points so that, yo, when we look back on it and we notice that we got stuck somewhere along the way, we could look and say, what I should have done was pivot left instead of pivot right. And going forward in life, I'm never going to make that mistake again. And that's what the purpose of this ego killer motivation is. And yeah, my goal is to convince you guys that multitasking is a myth. Something that the ego uses as fuel to prove to you on some level that you're the most productive person in the room. Now, look, you might still be the most productive person in the room. Nobody's denying your ability, your acumen, right? Nobody's denying that you're a mover, that your movements are envied by those around you, that you have the biggest brain sometimes. And when you don't have the biggest brain, you're able to sit back and listen a little bit. You're knocking down that to-do list kind of like, Overambitious amateur mixed martial artists knock heavy bags off of the wall. That's right. We're probably going to get into a sparring story at some point today. I can almost guarantee it when we talk about multitasking. What else is MMA but multitasking? Done though differently, and we'll get to that later. But nonetheless, the idea that you have to be knocking things out quickly is a function of the society that we live in. That proves to us on a regular basis through consumerist tactics, through marketing, that getting serviced as fast as possible is advantageous, is the best. Like if you think you might need a new bottle of in-water electrolytes. And you just kind of glance at it on Amazon It should be at your front door before you go take another bathroom break right quick And if it isn't, yo, what's up with that? They're getting here too late, right? We've streamlined our society to ends where efficiency is key And as a result, you sitting down letting grass grow underneath your feet Well, you're missing out So today we're going to talk all about it Let's break it down Our goal on this Ego Killer Motivation Show isn't just to break stuff down and to make you guys forget what you already learned. It's to add to what you already have, and we do that by staying grateful. So right there, you guys let me know what it is in your life that you are, in fact, grateful for anything in the comments this week. It's another TGI Monday, and why don't we start off this week because that's what Thank God It's Monday is all about, is making that Monday narrative into one that... Brings us into a better space at the end of the week. It's stepping 10 toes into Monday rather than creeping in like, oh, I have to Monday again. No, no, no. We're here to Monday. Chest out, chin up, doing the thing harder than last week. Setting that Monday on fire like a pyromaniac. That's what TGIM is on this week. We're going to really focus and bear down on that idea of multitasking. Now, look, we believe this. Is the height, the height of a skill set designed to make us lots and lots of money, get us lots and lots of titles, earn us lots of prestige. The ability to multitask, doing one skill based move, finishing it later on, doing two or three more, leaving those tabs open and swim back over to number one is desirable as parents, single parents. You multitask quite a bit. Well, what we call multitasking is what we presume we do. If you guys have double jobs, do different shifts, you have certain job titles. Maybe you're supposed to be doing the front desk. you got that customer service coming through at the same time. You're on the phone with suppliers or whatever it is. You could call that multitasking. But what I do want to make sure is that we're breaking that linkage away from Multitasking into something that we're just going to call task switching. Why? Because the ego loves to multitask. The non ego side of us closes the loop. And let me explain what that is. All right. But one way that you guys could undo all that is by picking up on my website, coachjohanscss.com, that free ebook. All right. I'm going to start writing my next. I've already. A few thousand words deep into my next one. That one's about motivation. But this last one was all about nutrition. Free nutrition tidbits. Please go ahead and download your free stuff. Right there. It's waiting for you. And that's one way that you guys could eliminate the guesswork. Is by having most of your most of your concerns alleviated. Let me tell you this. When I worked at this gym. One of the first commercial gyms we used to work at together. I noticed that there were... First off, there was like 12 different styles of trainer. One trainer was over here doing a lot of agility stuff, and they break out all the little accoutrement, right, accoutrement, all the little apparatus for that agility work, right? It was almost like you were training to be a high-level soccer player or football player or something like that. There were trainers over there that were breaking out, you know, the bars that weighed 20, 15 pounds. They put that down next to the the, uh, you know, hurdles that go up to your knees and then they put that behind like a star's worth of cones and I would all, that'd be the whole workout is you going back and forth over these hurdles and these cones, jumping over like you're trying to do some, you know, what I'm like you're trying to be an extra in a 1972 Vietnam war movie where you're just dipping and dunking through the jungle, dodging landmines weird place for landmines in the jungle, what Another trainer would do is just body build. And what I would spend a lot of time doing was boxing. And what another trainer would be over here doing, he actually invented the mobility stick. That is I that is not a shout-out for the mobility stick necessarily. I hope one arrives here at the gym for free. Doubt it. Nonetheless, kettlebells, a lot of kettlebells, right? And then when he brought those things in, it would like flip the world up. It was like, you know what I mean? It was like when tesla dropped in 2023 and it was like whoa you can can these fly is this a hover car you know just change the paradigm of what we we're moving like inside the gym over here someone was doing a really good job of using all the tiniest equipment in a room all about dumbbells, all about bands, all about ankle straps and ankle weights. And then someone over here was using Pilates reformers and all that. And so we had this unbelievable mix. It was right when CrossFit was being kind of blown up. And so we had this great mix, but there were two types, okay? There were two types of folks. There were trainers who were doing straight-up workouts. And th- those some of those trainers who were doing full-on workouts, it was basically them just piling a bunch of stuff together and i think i did a little of that and then there were trainers that did like one really detailed workout Let me tell you guys as a neophyte young blood new booty ass trainer on the scene wondering how my style was going to be accessible how i was going to appeal to as many people as possible while not abandoning what I wanted to teach people about inside of fitness. I envied to a very small degree. Like I knew how to box and hold mitts for people. And so I was good there, but I also envied the depth of knowledge and I soon picked this up. But honestly, I looked over and said, yo, they're going over two exercises with great detail. And their trainees cold sweat, walking funny the next day, all smiles afterward, blown out completely. So there was something to be said about the idea of task switching versus multitasking, right? There was something to be said about task switching versus multitasking. Not because I envied it, but because there was a sense that somebody was getting... A workout. Now, if I can promise that you guys would do 20 different sets inside of a workout right there, you might say that's dope. But for me to, if you accept that, I think you're also accepting that you're not going to do anything when you're not here. So let's cram as much stuff as we can in this hour. So I'm going to have you do 20 things. That does not pass the smell test of you guys keeping this from being anything but ephemeral and short term. My goal is to get you into a habit of longevity. So if I do all the work for you inside the gym, I got you bench pressing. I got you doing pushups. I got you doing knees to bar. Then I have you doing overhead snatches. Then I have you do bicep curls with little rhyme or reason. Like a lot of workouts these days, I must say, are getting way more streamlined and a lot more hammered down. But there are still a lot out there where you're like, Why? Why is this person carrying a heavy bag behind their neck like it's a backpack with a kettlebell wrapped around their ankle? Right? It's all kind of like, what? Why? We're doing that stuff. That's a little bit of multitasking. Doesn't pass the smell test for longevity. Makes me think like we're cramming in too much stuff. The ego loves this. The ego side of us that loves to be comfortable, that loves to feel like a 10 doing two things. Loves this. Not just because it sticks like glue, right? Sticks like glue to the fact that, yo, multitaskers are those high achievers. They're those lateral thinkers. They're those people who, man, they crash through with the with the chest out, with the just making moves. Those are the multitaskers, right? Hammering things out, just finger gunning the world. Just finger gunning, spraying the block with that finger gun. Doing the thing We think And the ego loves to Also reinforce That maybe We got it done It takes a checking of said ego To be a multi-ta Excuse me To be a task switcher To be a task switcher Takes a quelling Hey ego I know you out here You loud too That vociferous ego You're loud aren't you e- Man Oh that's that side of me That is very much Wanting To prove, I see, you know, maybe in you guys when I train that, there's the side of you that wants to prove that you can be better, smarter, faster, happier than your predecessors and your parents and your family, than the habits that you've been taught. And the idea of doing a whole lot of stuff cements that. Let's do the opposite. Let's focus. Let's focus on what we can learn. Let's open those doors for your options. Let's not do the thing that happens when the ego gets a ton of information and shuts down. Self-identity and the ego are closely linked with perceived abilities and accomplishments. And there's nothing that that ego loves more than to say, I accomplished 20 single things. Validation. But the truth is, that badge of honor, that attachment to the identity that we get from saying that we conquered a bunch of things in one single day... This doesn't align with efficiency, right? This doesn't align with that at all. If you're trying to be super streamlined, you got to close off one end of the loop before you move on to another. That idea, like, how do you think you guys get stressed out? I've said it before. One of the biggest, biggest, baddest, worst cases that stops you guys from getting ahead is simply just stress. We're stressed out a lot of the time. It's just that simple. And how we deal with it is we move it to the left instead of actually taking load, a demand off of ourselves, right? Stress, it's a lot of things. It's an induced, right? I pick up stress. From being in traffic too long. I pick up stress whenever I have to use my body a certain type of way. If I pick up stress whenever I talk to this person in my life, my blood pressure already goes up like 25 points. You know what I mean? Because they're always stressing me out. You know what I mean? This happens all the time, you guys. So what of it? Let's talk about this research real quick. Let's break down a couple of numbers that say, hmm. Hmm. Multitasking can reduce productivity according to the APA, the American Psychological Association, as much as 40%. Hmm. <laughs> it found only that 2.5% of people are able to effectively multitask. Well, why is it that I meet you guys and 90% of you guys at minimum, at minimum <laughs> are telling me how dope you are at multitasking? Right? You're on the phone, you're doing a Zoom while you're driving home. And you're trying to listen to sexy red or something on the radio. You think all of that mental energy is popping in between the ears. Meanwhile, just one of those tasks is taking up a ton of your attention. Look, join me. I want you guys to join me on the light side. Join me on this side where we start to understand and realize that I'm not here to multitask. (laughs) I'm not going to multitask. My ego is let go. I know I don't multitask good. And so I've just let that part of me go. I know I don't multitask. So I don't try to. Join me on the light side of people who believe that I'm just going to do something really, really good. I'm going to come in this gym and it's front squat day. It ain't front squat, side squat, hamstring curl, leg press day it's front squat day and anything i can do to support the completion of multiple sets of a perfect front squat i'm gonna get that done be like old boy that i told you about earlier from the old gym who would only have people do kettlebells just one day of just kettlebells now we do that for weeks it becomes stale and boring we can approach plateaus and burn out a little bit quicker when we're talking about inside the gym stuff but There are ways to tessellate and separate out workouts and piece them together like puzzle pieces, so that you could get the most out of one exercise modality type of workout. There are ways. There's ways to be creative about the thing. But first, you have to join me in thinking that hey, I can't multitask. You know what I mean? I tell people this a like kind of kind of often, like more often than. Then most people go to the dentist, I guess I'm telling you like, yo, you're not a multitasker. You know why you're, you're just like a regular, you're not in Mensa, not that Mensa people could multitask better than most. Cause I doubt that's even true. What I'm saying, that's how many people are in Mensa, like barely any that you've ever met to date, including, you know, your kindergarten graduating class. That's how many people are. There are probably as many people that can multitask. It ain't you. Like it ain't, there's no proof of this. I think I met one woman a long time ago. I told you guys about who would constantly get zero sleep. She would be on like three hours of sleep regularly all the time. And I used to be really amazed that she could still go out and function with how much, how little actually sleep she used to get on a daily. She's really smart. You know, she's teacher. She had just really smart. And I would be like how are you always able to do this? That's a true multitasker, I feel like. Not just because she could function on no sleep, but because she was able to do it for a very long time. Still, the the truth remains, friends. Join me. Let's squat up. Let's just drop this whole, I know how to multitask really good. You can't. I see it all the time in you guys, right? I see it. I see times when you guys are multitasking or trying to in the gym, and it, it don't do. I remember when I used to train. Let me tell you something real quick about, about Diana. Diana was cool, a little short bodybuilder woman, about 5'3". She was strong. She did all the things really well inside the gym, knew how to push the leg press, knew how to do the overhead, do the curls, ba-ba-ba, working out with these bodybuilders. And one thing about Diana was she wanted to be a professional bodybuilder. She Wanted it more than anything else. And so she would do these diets. She would do the eating. She would do the boom, the bam. One thing about me before I met her that she didn't know that I'm telling you guys now is I have grown up around that sport. Not like I wasn't like born. It wasn't like a legacy. Like I have an omerta about what goes on behind the scenes of bodybuilding. But I've been behind the scenes in shows. I've been to a bunch of the shows. I've had a lot of one of my best friends of all time was a competitor. And a lot of people I've been around have been competitors. And so I've got to meet a lot of these people inside and outside that world, inside the gym. I've had some of them be like, why don't you do it? Because they see the physique. They know I have the, and I mean this not in a positive, like I'm, you know, I'm an undrafted free agent, you know, diamond in a rough type. But just they see the potential and they go, you, you could do this. Not again, not like the undrafted who goes like to the hall of fame, more like you probably could do this because you already have the natural metabolism, which you need way more of than that. You could probably do that. They're not complimenting them. They're just saying like you could, anyone could try. And so could you basically. But the point is I've been around it. And so I could have I guess, laced her with all the information she needed to understand, which was you need discipline, heavy. Good for her. Diana was a very disciplined person. She was killing it at work. She had a nice house, good car, you know, you know, all that. She was put together pretty well in a lot of those ways. She's fashioned forward the whole nine. Right. However. That discipline that it took for her to be a mover on that side, she didn't seem to follow through. And I saw firsthand what that multitasking looked like in the gym when I asked her to send me the diets. The diets came through my email, and I said to myself, dope, when I opened that email. I am never going to delete this file, ever. This file sticks with me forever because in her file was every known diet that I had ever even heard of purchased by Diana In orders of like 20. I thought I was going to open it and see about four hand-typed diets from like a Word document. Nope. It was like 20 documents, PDFs. Some of them were by, you know, fitness bloggers who were wearing a two-piece and like looked like she was going to audition for one of these, you know, to be on Price is Right as one of those models or something because it was head, it was, you know, body shot and, beautiful graphics in the background. I'm like, man, okay. And well, now I have access to all these hundred dollar diets and I didn't pay a dime for them. So I commissioned myself to never lose this file on my computer. I'm still lying around somewhere, but again, I couldn't believe it typed out in PDF. And then, cause back then, of course, it's way harder to get a PDF than it is now. And some of them are typed on a, on a document file and everything in between. And a lot of them are like, you know, keto, paleo, low carbish, all this stuff that is still kind of talked about today, but none of them really original. It's all mostly like just eat brown rice and chicken type of thing. And she just kept bouncing from one person to the next. And so her discipline, which, look, by the way, we're we're doing a lot better these days with parsing out diets and seeing what works and what doesn't. But the whole like paleo carnivore stupid shit diets that we do now, like let's let's knock this off. For some reason, we've kind of overconvinced people that this is the way that athletes eat, and it isn't. These are horrible diets. Stop it. In any event, guys, I want you guys to understand that. Her discipline outside, it couldn't translate. And so it took a lot of convincing for me to show her that all that multifocal stuff that you're doing, you're just searching for answers a little bit too heavy. Maybe settle down and figure that out. Look, one of the cures is in fact fitness. It's getting into the gym and staying focused, knowing that your discipline has to last a little bit while longer and you can foster discipline in the gym, starting to get away from that. And then it's just kind of being mindful, accepting that when you get distracted, it takes you an average of 23 minutes, 15 seconds. According to old UC Irvine, go Irvines. I don't know what Irvines in SoCal, Southern California. Their mascot could be like the what is it, the, uh, the uh, scallops, maybe. I don't know. In any event, <laughs> task switching leads to fatigue, cognitive fatigue, that increases your stress, increases chance of errors, reduces your productivity. And so for us to override that or get more stress tolerant, we're often in the gym, but we're also starting to understand that distractions aren't the business. Mm, multitasking ain't a thing. All right. Guys, I want you to join me. Let's stop the myth of Multitasking. And that's where I'm going to leave you guys today. Let me know what you do to get over that hump. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. I'm out here doing it the most just for you guys to do that. While you're at it, go for that jumpstart. You will not regret it. And do what you can. All right, my friends. Until the next one, I need you to stay all the way up.